You're listening to State Change, an interview series inspired by the emerging decentralization phenomenon. I'm your host, Arthur Falls, and I'm joined today by longtime consensus team member, Ashley Taylor. Ashley operates the spoke program, Inflect, a community economic management platform. I'm Ashley. My role is cultural implementation strategy. I'm specifically focusing on identity and reputation in the context of communities. And so what projects in particular are you developing at the moment? So I'm working on Inflect. And Inflect is a platform for local economies. We're rolling it out with a community in upstate New York uh, called, well, the county is called Sullivan County. And that platform is going to start with a resource bank that we've designed after research and meetings and a lot of discussions with community members. And that resource bank is going to allow for community members to input what they have that they would be willing to exchange and then help connect community members with their resources, their machines, their skills, and being able to do this with a complementary economic system that uses reputation instead of money. Okay, so could you explain how this exchange of goods and um, I presume uh, it's a rental of capital assets using a native token of some kind? So you'll go on to the resource bank. Um, Right now we've Well, let me back up for a second. First, you're going to create a U-Port identity, and that's what the team is currently focusing on. So that's going to be a site, a website, traditional URL. It's uport.me. You go on, you you add in an email. The email is so that you can uh, recover your password as long as you keep track of your seed. So the root phrase that many people are familiar with in the Bitcoin space. And that root phrase, we're going to have a community backup plan for now that we're helping to organize with some of the people that we're working with on the nonprofit side of this. So you'll create your Uport account and then you'll go to the Sullivan County Inflect page, the URL, and there you'll see... You'll be able to input resources, you'll be able to search, you'll be able to browse. The resources that you input, you're going to give it a market value in U.S. dollars, and that's to help create a comparison within the system, but it's not that you're actually accepting those U.S. dollars. So if you have a maple sugar machinery that helps take tree sap and turn it into maple syrup, you're going to value that at 60 U.S. dollars per hour of use or you could value it at 60 US dollars per five pounds of sap that comes out of the machine. When you're a community member going on to get access to your resource, you can choose to have a direct exchange, which means it's more similar to a barter. So you'll have messaging between the members and you'll say, okay, you value this at 60 US dollars. Um, I accept that. Um, And that'll be deductions or points to the person's reputation. But in an exchange, both people will receive reputation. So even if you are the one receiving something, you're still going to get a little boost in your reputation because you're creating more value in the entire system. You can also choose instead of a direct exchange to leave it as abstract credit, which means that you more points to both people's reputation over time. 
how does the unit of exchange, so reputation is represented as a token, I presume, that's used as a kind of currency? Have I got that right? We're more thinking of it as a mutual credit system. So triple entry accounting, it's a way to have a ledger that says this happened at this moment in time. So it's less about there being an abstraction in the form of a token or a currency. And it's more of that the system is logging what you're doing as you're doing it. A mutual credit system. So could you explain from an from a academic standpoint what a mutual credit system is? There's a lot of research on this. Bernard Leotard and Gwendolyn Hallsmith, I think, are some of the more prominent figures and who have actually implemented these kind of programs in practice. So some examples are like a time bank or a care bank. I worked on a project in New York City with a group called the Transition Network that has a care bank for women over 50. So the women will go on and they'll see that this uh, woman needs assistance going to a doctor's appointment. So I'll go and I'll help her. The system logs that, say I did two hours, and say that a doctor's appointment is valued at 1.5x. That's now a credit that I have that I can then redeem by posting in the system something that I need with regards to care. So the system itself is just logging what people are doing. And then there can be a higher level, what we call like a reputation calculator that values task, that values the kinds of efforts that people were putting in. For Sullivan County, we're experimenting with letting the community itself determine their kinds of value with regards to machine and etc. We feel pretty strongly that implementing a fully fledged reputation system top down is not the way to go. That instead it's um, bottom up with regards to letting people value it itself and that we'll be responding to how people are using the system over time, which is why this work is um, going to be supported by nonprofit research for implementation within the community, for education, um, for training programs, for workshops, for helping to set up uh, internet for people that don't have it. So it's we really see it as a full-fledged community intervention rather than just a software reputation system that we're just saying, here, this is how it would work. So you're, uh, you're actually partnered with the community to develop a platform that fits in with what their, uh, their needs are and how they interact as individuals within a community. Yeah, exactly. And that's been starting back in October when some people who, were, who had moved to the community and were looking at blockchain technology invited us to come there. And that's when we started exploring and meeting community members and helping to design the system, but also influenced by the work uh, and research around complementary currencies, time banks, care banks, things like that. What spurred your interest in developing a system like this? How did you identify the need? Well, I guess I've been doing research on these kinds of systems and movements for a while. Um, before I was at Consensus, I was at a think tank, um, and that think tank was um, looking at different models of social organization ways to organize groups of people without relying on traditional finance. And so I guess I just spent a lot of time aggregating that research, meeting people within that space. And I think the reason I got interested in blockchain is I saw that it was a the most promising technical innovation that would help to distribute power and wealth. And I guess when the, um, these people came to us and said they're involved with this community upstate, the reason that was interesting was because 
it's an agricultural community and it also has the second lowest health rating in the New York State, second to the Bronx. So it seemed like an opportunity to, number one, develop an economic system tying directly back to real food, which is one of the big problems in this country because of obesity and healthcare costs because people aren't eating correctly um, and eating processed foods that are not grown for real health, that are more grown for profit. And it also seemed like an opportunity to directly go where inequality is present. So this community is growing food that is going to places like New York City. But a lot of these farms are closing because they can't keep up uh, with industrial farming. And the problem there is that these most of these farmers, like the average age is 50 for farmers in this community, but also that's a trend all over the U.S. So if these farmers are closing, they're not willing to make any added investments because there's not any younger farmers to come along to take over their farms, then that means that we're losing the last generations of small farms and letting industrial agriculture be the only solution going forward, which really isn't something that I want to be part of. So it seemed like an opportunity to take blockchain technology, to take complementary currencies, to take the redistribution of power and wealth, and also tie that all back to real food and resources and implement a local economy. So the goal of what you're doing here is to improve the efficiency of these local farms and also the health of the communities that they are supporting. Yeah, and not just efficiency, but also like economic viability, right? Because you can't really be efficient if you're closing. So it's actually just increasing the value because these people like growing food is adding a lot more value than is currently captured in our economic system. And so the goal of that, like you said, too, is to overall increase the health, but also redefine what health means. So health means, you know, having a right to happiness, having a right to health, having a right to assign value to what you think is valuable. I think, or it's right now the power to assign value is concentrated in the hands of too few people. So we feel that by giving a complementary system where people can start to assign value themselves, that that can be a way that we start to alleviate that uh, pressure. So that's an interesting thought. And it's a little bit more deep than uh, it's that's quite a deep insight. So it's the ability to assign value. It's not something I've ever thought about before as uh, as a significant disparity in uh, in our society. But you're saying that the ability to assign value is is significant in the health of a community. Is it a mental health thing or is it a uh, an individual empowerment thing? How does this feed back into actual health? I guess right now that value is concentrated in like what we can capture with the U.S. dollar. And ever since um, Nixon went off the gold standard, we've really concentrated the ability to say what value is worth. And that's, I think, becoming just even more so and can be, I guess, like a metric for that is the rising inequality rate in the U.S. and also in capitalism. So... We think that by developing a way to start to assign value outside of that, that people can start to experience their communities in ways that are more similar to how um, it was when we lived in smaller societies. So I just want to go back to the uh, what you were saying about farming so these farms and you say you mentioned how they were competing having difficulty competing with industrialized farms or industrial farming in in the states what are these farms producing and what's their harvest shrinkage do you know what their harvest shrinkage is 
compared to uh, an industrial farm? That's like a huge question, right? Because there's all different kinds of industrial farms. And even in Sullivan County, there's, I mean, we work with a range of farmers. So like, for example, we work with one guy who makes kombucha and he's in Western Pennsylvania and he sells at the Calicoon Farmer's Market, which is in Sullivan County. And I think he sells at one more farmer's market in Pennsylvania. So that's like his whole output. And he make, that's where he makes his living. We have another farm that's a permaculture farm. And permaculture is a, more of a practice of you're producing and living on the land and you're not so concerned with the commercial output of your farm. You're, you'd be much happier to just live sustainably. So this farm, they don't, I think they, yeah, they go to one farmer's market. But other than that, if people want to buy or exchange for any of their produce, then they have to go to the farm. But then we also work with a few farms that go to a couple farmer's market in New York City twice a week. That They may have, they have more scale than the others. They have people that are helping them, coordinating like food transportation and hubs within the community. We work with another woman who's coordinating um, migrant workers and is also the regional representative of the NAACP. So it's really a wide spectrum of perspectives that we're gathering as we're doing this work because we feel that all of these are viable models and it's more about how to cr- let each of these be sustainable within the community. Where can people go to find out more about these projects that you're working on? They can go to inflect.us. Um, they can go to uh, futureculture.how. Thanks for listening to State Change. Check out consensusmedia.net for more. Oh,